Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, alongside the best Big 3 account in the universe. You know who it is. Big 3 News, a.k.a. Will, back with another episode of the 4th Man Podcast in our first of 2020. It's been a month, Will. How have you been? I've been fantastic. Uh, It's been a good holiday season for me, a good new year, and I'm ready to uh, jump back on the grind. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like forever since we've done this. Will, you indicated that it's been a month since we put out our last episode. Yeah. Which, it seems even longer than that. Um, But definitely excited to be back. Big Three dropped some heat today, and we're going to get into all of that. Just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning back in for episode 27. If you want to find the show on Twitter or Instagram, it's at 4th Man Pod. That's 4th Man Pod. And if you want to find our personal handles, you know Big 3 News. Mine is at A underscore Siggy. I just want to say that this podcast is a part of the Unwrapped Sports Network, where we got a lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, recently just partnered with ESPN Plus for some Whoa. of our combat fighting fans. I know that's a little off topic, but I think that's pretty dope on our end. Gives us a little credibility. Um, also, we're part, we have like a little kind of partnership right now with the DFS Doctors, which is a little lower scale, but they're pretty cool. Um, you can tell them that I sent you or that the fourth man pod sent you and you can get a free trial for some tips and tricks. Uh, if you play in DFS on FanDuel, uh, the ESPN plus is more from a fighting standpoint, but you can get some cool bundles from there. So I think that's pretty dope as well. You can also say that I sent you Anthony sent you or Will sent you or the fourth man pod sent you and definitely check out some discounts and bundle bundle discounts there. So that's pretty cool. I appreciate Unwrapped Sports for, you know, providing a platform for us to be a part of. Let's jump into this. Big Three obviously dropped some heat today. We've kind of known about it for a little bit. Will, you speculated or you kind of were hinted a little bit by Ice Cube that you thought it would be the very first day of the new year. That obviously wasn't the case. It was about 11, what is it? Today's the 15th, so 15th days into the new year. Nonetheless, dropped some heat. A lot of new rule changes. Even... A lot of just the way we're looking at basketball. It's no long. We're no longer a basketball pod. Will we are? Does that sound weird anymore. to you? Yeah, we're not playing basketball anymore. Yeah, we're playing Fireball Three. No pun intended. I, I just realized I was I was saying the Big Three drops some heat. Um, no pun intended. Oh, they actually, I thought you were saying that on purpose. No, um, I actually didn't even put two and two together. But now, so let's just go through some of the changes, and then Will, we can kind of. We can kind of uh, dive into this and dissect a little bit about yeah, yeah, yeah. our thoughts and how how the league is changing a little bit. So first off, the biggest thing is obviously that the big three is looking to differentiate from FIBA basketball and also not have the stereotype of retired man, grandfather league for older veteran players. So now it's not being called basketball. It's be called, being called Fireball 3. Uh, they said in an article on Big3.com that that was in comparison with if the with in, MMA and boxing. It's not necessarily um, different different in terms of the sport, but it's different in terms of play style. 
So they kind of all fall under the umbrella of basketball, but Fireball 3 is essentially its own sport now. The age limit has now been lowered from 27 to 22, which I feel like that's pretty mind-blowing seeing as how they just dropped it five years last year and they decided to do it again. Open tryouts to the public for an invitation to the Combine. Will, you mentioned that that was just for players who don't have prior professional experience playing in the NBA and overseas. All six games will be played on one day, so kind of like the big three ball out of the final day of the regular season last year. We will now have all six games every single weekend. It will kind of be a good fan experience for any everybody that does attend. Uh, you know, really going to have to reserve your reserve reserve whatever day of the weekend that is if you're going to be tuning into that on TV. But nonetheless, that should be a cool experience and should give you more incentive and make it more enticing for you to go out to a big three game. And last but not least, which I don't know about you, Will, but I think this is probably the coolest rule that was announced today, the bring the fire rule, another way for the big three to change the game. It allows each team per half to dispute a foul call with a 1v1 face-off between the two, and the winner of that will get the call go, get the call to go their way. Ooh, that was a mouthful, but definitely super exciting. Let's let's start here, Will. What what is your favorite change to season four? You know, I I, I think my favorite change is probably I think the same as yours. I think this new uh, bring the heat or bring the fire rule. Um, this allowing you that you know, like you ever been playing basketball in the backyard. And somebody calls a foul, and you know you did not touch that man. Yeah. And so, you know, what do you do? So you say, all right, well, shoot for the ball. So it's basically that. So basically, um, they expanded upon it on the um, the conference call. So, so somebody asked, like, exactly how is this going to work? And basically what they said was this. So they said that uh, for one opportunity, excuse me, each team gets one challenge per half. You can challenge any foul that isn't a flagrant one or a flagrant two. So you can't challenge flagrants. Um, and then you go on for a 1v1. So the value of that bucket on the 1v1 is the same thing as the free throw. It depends on where you got fouled. Okay. Right? So uh, so if you got fouled on a three, the bucket's worth three points. If you get fouled on a two, bucket's worth two points. If you get fouled on a one, excuse me, on a four, bucket's worth uh, four points. Okay, um, so... It's yep. only for a shooting foul. Is that is that how it was? Well, it's, it was it's mentioned? for it's for um, I guess if the team's in the bonus, you could also challenge it. You know what I mean? But okay. I guess it wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't make sense to challenge it if the person isn't getting points for it. If you know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. just wanted to clarify that. Mm-hmm. And then another big thing was that they didn't really say anywhere except for in the call. Um, was that the the shot has to be made within the three point line. Oh, that's interesting. So no yeah. three pointers. No, you have to at least take it to the rack, or you're shooting. You're shooting yep. a mid range jumper. Okay. The, the reason for this rule is they said they want to avoid just someone just like being like ah whatever and just chucking it from three. They said they want you to go in there and you know what I mean. It'd be a legit like one on one like isolation play. I feel that whoever yeah. whoever outskills the other player will obviously mm-hmm. she should get an easy bucket to the basket. Okay, that's yep. like, that's fair. Or at yeah, least a competitive and, one that's closer. I like that. Yeah, exactly. And they said that like they're really anticipating this to be like, um, like they uh, 
they equated it to like a penalty kick, like in soccer or hockey, like, like a penalty yeah. shootout. They said end of the game, one on one, like you know what I mean. They said, and which I have to agree with them. If, if a game uh, comes down to you know this, someone a one on one ISO play, that's absolutely huge. Like that, that yeah. that would be one of the more. I mean, that would be one of the most exciting things. I mean, really, you know what I mean? I mean, if you if you're a fan of soccer, if you're a fan of hockey. There's nothing that beats like a penalty kick or like a penalty shootout. You know what I mean? It's just one on one with that person. So to put that in a professional basketball setting, uh, especially the way the big three already is, it, that would be crazy. Especially well, to is, win the game. Yeah, that's what and that's what I was going to touch on is that we have a game winner every week. Now there have been game winners where it just ends on a free throw. At this point, you know, if you haven't used your challenge already, you challenge it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, earn the win right there. I love it. It's going to be make the finishes that much more exciting rather than yeah. us having to watch a free throw to end it. So love that rule. Thought that was super innovative. Obviously, this league as a whole has been innovative from the get go, and now they just add a little bit more of a different of a different aspect to the game. So I'm really really like that, that rule, and. Didn't even mention this. Not even playing with a basketball anymore. We're playing right, with a, playing fire a fireball. I mean, that yep. ball is going to be on fire when we're playing. On fire. It's going to be like that's, NBA Jam. That's insane. <laughs> or it's only going to be on fire when you score so many buckets, you get hot. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, everybody's hot in the big three now, or in, in fireball three, I should say. I thought one of the another interesting aspect of some of these new rule changes, which, by the way, Will, we were talking about, we were kind of like speculating, you know, through text. Oh, how that, incorrect were we? Yeah, well, I don't know if I would say incorrect. I speculated it could be incorrect. a. I speculated it could be a rule. You told me there's no way. I don't know if that, I said there's no way. Okay, well, you said that something that's calling for a news conference couldn't equate to. I don't know if I said that. A couple rule changes. You, you didn't say that. I, said, I don't know if I said that. I'm trying okay, to find well, this text. Okay, well, I'll go through my text later, and if I'm right, I'm just gonna share that share it to the world, but. I thought it was very interesting that they lowered the age limit even five more years. Yes. Because that just adds a whole another element to the game. Um, obviously, they're trying to get away from the stereotype of being like the retired NBA player or retired veteran basketball players league. They really want to show that this is a competitive league and that it can be a platform for not only those like Joe Johnson, who are a little bit in the latter half of their careers, but also for guys who might be getting overlooked and aren't necessarily getting another sh- getting a, getting a proper look stateside. We've now provided that platform. But I think too that there's so many guys that are joining the league and that want to join the league. I'm sure there's plenty of people that have thrown their hat in the ring trying to get an exception to the rule. I mean, this just adds a whole another element to what we're going to see next year. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, I know, like, so just, like, to kind of bounce off of what you said, and it all goes back to, like, the open tryouts, right, which is, like, one of the new rules. Yeah. Um, I feel like you look at that at first glance, and you're like, what? Like, open tryouts? Like, so that anybody can just come uh, and play? Well, you know, not exactly, right? Um, like you said before in the beginning, uh, you have – if you have NBA or, or overseas experience – just like always, you're just going to go right to the combine. So that's staying the same. So you're still going to have these splash alerts. You're still going to have guys who are brought in right to be captains. And the majority of people that I'm sure that are that you're going to hear us talk about who are joining the league in the coming months are probably going straight to the combine. 
Um, the tryouts are for specifically people with no professional basketball ex- experience or, or I guess, and they, cause they would also fall in this category, multi-sport athletes. So if you are, if you were a college football player, if you're just a freak athlete and you want to try out for the big three in the past, that would not have been allowed. Now you're more than welcome to, you just got to try out. So I think people's original issue with this is that when you say a tryout is open to a, pu- open into the public. You kind of say, well, why are they doing that? Do they not have enough guys? You know, what's going on? And I think it's actually the opposite. I think that there's so many people who are trying to uh, try out for the, or are trying to apply for the big three. Uh, a combine would almost be like redundant, you know, because there would just yeah. be so many people. There's no way you could get a good look at all of them, which was sort of like kind of like a minor issue last year. There was like too many guys there. So, and so there's no way that they could filter through everybody. Uh, you know, oh, well, you say you want to play in the big three. Are you good? Are you in shape? You know what I mean? Are, are you just going to come and just waste everybody's time? Sure. So now the open tryouts, you have an opportunity to do that. I mean, you know, if you look at the details, it's in Los Angeles. So you have to get to L.A. if you're not there. And it's $500 to do it. So I'm assuming that everybody who is actually going to do a tryout is pretty serious about doing this. So yeah, if, and- yeah go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, let's be real. I mean, honestly, the combine is overloaded. The draft pool is overloaded yes. with, with players. So, yeah, you're right. You're, you're going to have to kind of dilute the process as much as possible. And I think, I mean, if anything, the big three is winning from this, you know, because, you know, what we're you're not only giving a chance to the public for those who might think they actually have a real shot, but you're also potentially finding a diamond in the rough that no one would have known about. Right. No, Unless absolutely. you were to open this to the public. So there's no, I mean, there's no win or like loss, loss here. There's no losing no. situation. Um, just to, just to have that opportunity to even do that. Like I was, I kind of made this as an example, but like Vince Papal, you know, like every, there's only going to be one Vince Papal out of like potentially the, the 500 people who might show up for this. And I don't know, $500, you know, I'm your average Joe. So that's, that's a ton of money to me. So that I would is, definitely have that, to be incredibly to confident. If you, exactly. If you're spending $500, that to me means you're you're pretty confident that you have the ability to make this league. I mean, I don't, I don't know too many people who are dropping $500 just to, you know what I mean, uh, just to joke around. That's that's yeah. kind of a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the potential prospects who might join this. I mean, we're really setting the stage for potential guys who can now go a different route rather than maybe go to the G League, maybe go overseas. They can now come to the big three. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, know I think, that. Yeah, go, ahead. No, go ahead. I think that the most interesting uh, people that are going to come out of this open tryout things are those multi-sport athletes. Yeah, I think so, too. And um, like people who I know Terrell Owens yeah. was one of those guys that wanted you to. had put. Yeah. Is that something you think would still be in the cards for Terrell Owens at? I mean, how old is he now? 45? I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, listen. I mean, just like anything else, it, it it's they the way that the rules are. We, I don't have the right to speculate anymore. If he wants it, go try out. Okay, you know? that's the beauty yeah. of these rules. Yeah, I mean, he's forty six. I mean, he, he wouldn't even be the oldest player in the league. So I don't know why I'm, I'm, you know, mind blown by the fact that he'd be playing. He's a UTC alum. You know, shout out to Tio for going to UTC, repping my. Um, I'm repping his school actually, probably. Uh, but he also played basketball there, so he was, a, you know, he was a three-sport athlete at UTC. It wouldn't surprise me if he 
he's in shape and, and would actually try out for this thing. I mentioned to you that the first name that came to my mind was Bruce Ellington, who you were unaware of, but is an I NFL wide receiver. I myself than Bruce Ellington. I'm <laughs> terrible with, like, names of people. Yeah, he was an NFL receiver. I think he was originally drafted by the Niners. I think he spent some time with the Texans and I believe the Patriots at one point, and I think most recently with the Lions. But I remember him being a starter like so many years ago for also the South Carolina basketball team. He's currently a free free agent right now. He's 28 years old. I think he's 20. Oh my god, he's only 28. Yeah. So I think if anything, he's like the perfect age right now. Potentially, this could be not only a shot to get some conditioning or some work in during your offseason for maybe a a tryout in the NFL or a preseason coming up, but you also get a chance to play professional basketball. Now I know there's, there's some risk in there. There's, you know, potential injuries or or wear and tear, but I think, you know, a a guy with collegiate collegiate uh, experience in in the basketball realm and, and playing at SEC school, I think, could be could be interesting for him. I don't know if he is even, you know, when the last time he's picked up a basketball. But I thought that was the most interesting name that initially came to my head. No, I mean, uh, I think we're gonna get a lot of guys like that. I mean, you know, uh, are we gonna get a ton of? I mean, I don't know. I to be honest with you, and I I know I keep on saying I don't know because I I genuinely don't. I mean, yeah. they basically they just they opened up the floodgates and they said instead of trying to filter out you know, who's worthy of a combine invitation and who's not come prove to us that who is and who isn't. So I, you know, I can only imagine what's going to come of this. I mean, in one retrospect, I wouldn't be surprised if there's only, you know, maybe a handful of people and some guys who are maybe, you know, uh, in the drew league or whatever, just like some freak athletes, guy who guys who slip through the cracks, who maybe only a handful of guys get invited to the combine. Or I wouldn't be surprised if we see like, a Terrell Owens or like, you know, like a Kyle Rudolph. Um, I texted you this, um, but somebody in, so when I posted the thing that said anybody can apply for the big three, somebody tagged Josh McCown. Yes. And Josh McCown then immediately followed me and liked <laughs> the tweet. And then I was like, yes, like, absolutely. Like, let's get Josh McCown in the big three. And then he liked that tweet. Oh, so, so that could be interesting. I, that could be interesting. And like I looked, I'm like, is this guy just like big on like social media or whatever? No, not really. Um, like he only really follows like compared to the, the amount of followers, he only follows a couple hundred people. Ooh. So I mean, it, I mean, didn't he like hurt himself? Didn't he like break, didn't he like tear his Achilles? He just tore his hamstring. I'm pretty oh, sure. Hamstring. But he was okay. still playing in that game. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what he's like. What what physically he's like right now. But, I mean, if he'd be interested, that would be a huge get. Josh would, McCown, I mean, are you kidding me? If anything, he's just going to be mentoring other players. That would, that would be incredible. <laughs> just like, comes in and, and just... And they just keep panning to him on the sidelines, standing next to, like, Gary Payton. Like, he's going to be a coach in this league one day. So, I'm trying to read about Josh McCown's basketball experience on here. It says that... He also played basketball in 97 of his senior year, won all district second team honors as a shooting guard his senior year. So anything, just let that man sit at the four-point circle. Yes. As far as defensively, I don't know how he, how he's going to move, but you know he's used to dropping back to pass. I'm sure he can shuffle his feet somewhat somewhat well. No, I mean, I mean, listen, that would be incredible. 
But that's what I mean. I mean, are, there's guys that we're not even thinking of, you know. I mean, listen, if you're in the NFL, if you're in the MLB, whatever, you're a freak athlete. I mean, seriously. So, you know, you you probably are good. You probably are just as good, uh, if not maybe a little bit better at the sport that you're playing. But you're still probably a better basketball player than 98% of the human population. So, yeah. you know, I, I really hope that we do get a few fun names, but even if we don't, I still think that this is, that it's just a good idea. Well, so we might have just opened the door for Antonio Brown to get back into professional sports. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so I heard freak athlete, and I was like, oh hmm. First my, God. my head was Dude, freak athlete who's trying to get back in another sport. Are you saying freak athlete or freak comma athlete? <laughs> I think either or works in this context <laughs> to describe him. Oh my gosh, that one. Uh, Jesus Christ. If, so if boxing's not the route, maybe the big three is going to be his next route. That would be wild. What would even be more wild is if he excelled at it and then started tweeting, see NFL, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh see. Okay, gosh. we've uncovered everything. The last thing I'll touch on is that they're now moving away from playing on Saturdays and Sundays, which they only implemented last year in season three. They're now going to go all six games on one day, which they did, as I mentioned at the beginning, the final day of the regular season in Dallas for the big three ball out. We talked about this a little bit last year at the beginning when we really got this thing going. I mean, we talked about how that would be very difficult to, to watch all six games. I'm, I'm curious to to I mean I'm curious about this because people are not only gonna have to like block out their day to potentially watch all six games. I'm I'm sure people can chime in uh, on a few games here and there, but I feel like this has more to do with like the fan experience more than anything. And, and I think that's what this really caters to. Well, I think the first thing that they have to figure out is where CBS can fit them in. So I think that's the first thing. So they, did they mention that this was going to be on Saturday or Sunday? Is it going to be on Sundays? I believe I saw somewhere Saturday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, you're right. I mean, listen, I I went to one Big Three event back when it was all four games, and even that was a lot. I mean, that was a long day. So I can only imagine two more games plus like a concert or whatever they have going on. I mean, I still think it's a good fan experience and you're definitely getting your money's worth, but that's just, that's just a long day. Yeah. Well, just imagine, imagine the media as well, covering all six games. I mean, covering three. (laughs) I feel like covering three. I get media passes. I have to meet the players. I have to okay. stand there in a suit. Okay, yeah. So I, I I get what you're saying. I'm complaining for no reason. Okay. I don't I have do. to pay for a ticket. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Maybe I didn't miss you as much I'm, as I thought. I'm more for the common man. <laughs> I'm for the guy that took off that Saturday to take his kids to go see Gilbert Arenas because his one friend, because his one kid spends too much time on Instagram and he thinks that Gilbert Arenas is the goat. So he went, he got his kid an enemy's jersey, and he looks. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Gilbert Arenas doesn't play until 6, and he's asking, what the hell's going on? Are you done? That's it. That's my That's my. Okay. That's my Let's move on from that now. But I think... 
I think at the end of the day, this is this is a cool fan experience. And I think, too, what I like about the big three is always been kind of a, a middle-of-the-day event, especially like on a Saturday. It, where It is always a middle-of-the-day event. You're right. <laughs> You're 100% uh, right. Well, I'm saying it's not starting at 5 and ending at 12. It's where I'm trying to get to. Okay? No, I understand that, but I'm saying you're right. I'm laughing because you're right. The big three really is. It's always been like a mid-afternoon event. Oh, it's always okay. been like college football. Yeah, exactly. You're just you're just filling your your time on a Saturday with some, a different yeah. sport. I mean, in a way, I'm happy that now we have Sundays off. <laughs> in a sense, yeah. I mean, I, that is nice. And I think it will be cool to have all the players – and, and one event rather than some players playing in this city and some players playing yeah, in another true. city. That you don't want to miss guys. Yeah. Which I felt like that was a problem. I mean, I don't know who you saw when you were in Brooklyn. I'm trying to think of the teams I saw. I well, saw in Atlanta. Uh, I saw it. It was, it was three headed monsters in bivouac. Um, then it was, um, I know the last game of the day was trilogy and killer threes. And then the middle game was oh it was uh triplets and um oh god who do they play oh and tri-state triplets and tri-state okay you had a pretty good slate of games i it was it was i was i was pretty happy with it yeah i'm trying to think i think i had triplets big black three-headed monsters killer threes I had a really good slate of games. Now that I'm you did. Back on no, that, that week. And then I had. I uh, that week was crazy. Well, and then I had power and tri-state. That was the, that was the Glenn Davis, Davis game. got ejected. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to see two men fight over his pants, which I still <laughs> to this day think is so weird. I think Glenn Davis himself thinks it's weird. But it should be. Yeah, it should be interesting. You know, these are these are essentially the rules that they've dropped already. It's already created a lot of buzz, not only within the big three community, but just just every outlet out there as a whole. And they haven't even announced any players yet, any oh. captain, any new captains. I mean, this is this is going to be bonkers this year. And I haven't even said bonkers in 15 years. So just just imagine how crazy Remember it's going to get from here. Kept no. track? Yeah, I, I could be off by that. It might be 16 years. So, so before we get off this current topic – I did tweet at you, and you've done a very good job of not really pressing me for it. I did tweet at you that I had a piece of information for you that I was going to break on the podcast. I got so caught up in all the news, honestly, that – and then you did – I think you did say something before the news came out. Was yes. it about the scheduling? Not at all. Huh. Okay. This, it's almost redundant because of everything that happened today, but it's oh. still super cool. Okay, well, I want so to hear the either, news. We can either talk about it now, or I can save it for the end. No, drop it now. We're already All right. we're already talking about it. Right. Going to make people wait till the end. They're just going to skip to the end of the podcast. I have been told that, um, when asked about the prospect of playing in the Big Three, mm-hmm. Miami Heat legend Dwayne Wade Stop. has said. Never say never. Stop. You he didn't hear that. Very open to the idea. No way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go bananas if, if D-Wade joins. Well, I told you, too, the other day that I saw a comment where someone said D-Wade is going to replace Corey McGetty on power. How wild would that be? That would be insane. 
I mean, that's not even fair. No, that's not fair. They're going to pick need... up D-Wade and Jamal Crawford. Yes, seriously. Well, I, I think now that Melo kind of firmly established himself back in the NBA, I think we need to start making a campaign for D-Wade to ball hogs. Fair, I fair think enough? So. I mean, listen, I didn't think it was possible, but then we had Robert Hyde on. Uh, Robert said that he would do it. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, all right, well, that, you know, that's 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 one man's opinion, but I, I and I'm being genuinely honest. When all these other guys like Gilbert Arenas and I, I, I keep bringing up Jamal Crawford just because he kind of falls into that line. You kind of seems like but, a lock. Well, right, but like you hear things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you're kind of like, all right, well, they said that they're interested or whatever, and you, you kind of like it doesn't come out of nowhere. Very rarely do these huge captain signings come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. Dwayne Wade wasn't that, you know what I mean? I didn't hear anything about Dwayne Wade except that when people were like, I want him in the league, and then Robert Height said that knowing him, he would do it, or like he would be down to do it, but that's it. But since that interview, I, I'm, I'm starting to hear things. The streets are talking. Things and are picking up steam. Thing, things mm. are picking up steam, and what I once thought would be impossible, I think it's starting. I'm not going to say it's probable, but it's definitely possible that we see Dwayne Wade this season. This is going to be an insane year. At, also, we're I mean, making that, a lot of references to fire. I've just realized, or maybe it's just me. <laughs> but I said steam, and I, I immediately <laughs> slapped myself. So, <laughs> No, this is going to be – I mean, the rules, the rules alone are game-changing. You know, thing but, that happened this offseason, and we just ran it back with last year's teams, I'd be happy. But you know that's not going to be the case. No. I – it, it's insane what what they're doing, how they're putting themselves on the map, what kind of platform they've created. It's it's crazy, and I think a lot of it. We said a lot of things would stem from Joe Johnson, his year. We talked yes. about it pretty much all year yep. long on how how much it could impact it. I think a lot of these rules do have to have, have that type of impact. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, obviously, his his nickname ISO Joe. I want to talk about that kind of that bring the fire rule a little bit because. We've talked briefly during the offseason, the, the part of the offseason in 2019, that we talked about draft strategy and what might be this year's draft strategy this year. And we talked a lot about potentially getting a guy like Joe Johnson, that like that one-on-one type of, of player, or making it more of like a have one guy who goes head-to-head with, with defenders and then have those guys who space the court, kind of like triplets did all year long. Right. We talked about... The, the copycat league, there's different trends from season one to season two to season three. I think that just kind of emphasizes that draft strategy a little bit more. Do you feel like this bring the fire rule is going to be pri- is going to make teams prioritize a Joe Johnson and triplets type of team even further? I mean, I don't know if you're going to I don't know if you're going to prioritize it, you know. Um, well, I mean, obviously, you're going to have captains. You're gonna have your star captains here and there, right? You're yeah. Gonna, those are the guys who are getting the cap captains, captain vacancies. But in terms of I, just building yeah, out yeah, your yeah. team, no, I mean I definitely think so. I mean I think what it's gonna come down to is you're just gonna see, um, because also too I think it depends on who gets fouled. You know what I mean? Like if Joe Johnson never gets fouled, then Joe Johnson's never gonna have the chance to do this. Yeah. You and know, dude, it's it's real strategic because you know you could wait. The whole half and Joe Johnson might never get fouled, you know what right. I mean? Then you didn't even get a chance to use it. No, absolutely. So that's um, an interesting case you make there. 
and I think you know, it. Uh, if anything, it might prioritize big men more because you figure who's probably gonna be fouling the most. Probably your big men, right? When people are driving in. So if it's a one-on-one situation, you probably want the bigger guy out there. Well, maybe even two like good shooting big men, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that could kind of affect how how things are being done and and maybe maybe even just big men who are are more versatile have a little bit like more bag yeah. a little bit more in their bag like like know? a patrick I mean, o'brien or like you know i mean i'm thinking nba comparison you know i'm kind of thinking like of someone like yeah yeah exactly some a unicorn you know porzingis type players yes. i mean those obviously you're not going to see a lot of those in the big three i mean we could this year with the with the age limit yeah. being lowered but you know that could be a huge priority in this draft which you know we we can obviously how it's implemented into the season we know that draft draft capital and where you're drafted doesn't always mean everything but it certainly will make things interesting and in how things are played um i think too i think we've kind of set the stage in terms of like doing all this and and having more interest in lowering the age limit, I think we've uh, potentially they've set the stage for adding more teams, if not next year, but the year after. So I want to talk about that. So that was something else that was brought up um, in the in the conference call. So they said um, they said definitely not this year. They said there's there's no way that there's going to be expansion this year. They said, but they said in the in the coming seasons, I believe they said. Um, they said it. It that's absolutely what's going to happen. You in the coming seasons, as in two they years. Didn't, they now? didn't specify. They just oh, said okay. they said in the in they said in the coming seasons. They said not this season, but you know, they said that's eventually what's going to have to happen. They said they said they they really they said they don't want to grow too fast, but they also want to make sure that there's. Um, you know that each team is talented. You know there's enough talent yeah. to go around. So I think that it's uh you know it's a difficult juggle. Um, and I think that the what happens this year, I think the amount of yeah. people that come from these open tryouts or how many multi-sport athletes they get or how many younger guys they get. I mean, if it's a ton of guys and they're like, oh my god, like you know there are people who deserve to be in this league, but they just can't because there aren't enough spots. Then yeah, I think they're gonna start expanding real quick. Yeah, but if, I think you're right. But, but I think that they're comfortable where they are. It seems like, you know, when you hear these guys speak, I think that they like having 12 teams. They like having the top four make the playoffs. You know, it's easy. 12 teams are easy. It's six games. You know, it's no, you don't got to worry about buys or, you know, anything like that or make sure that everybody plays each other, stuff like that. It's just a nice, 12 is a nice, easy number. So I don't think they're really in any rush, you know, unless there's a, a need for it. Yeah, I guess that does make sense because you know that would affect a lot of the traveling schedule and and games being played and and potential like contracts with any of these arenas or or anything like that. You know, vendors, whatever it may be. You know, it, it can really affect how much you might need, where you might need it, and and all all sorts of that jazz. So that definitely makes sense. Um, but I could definitely, you know, depending on this year, it could kind of force their hand a little bit so we'll definitely see uh, it's interesting because this whole time i was thinking that this press conference was going to involve 
new players potentially, or I thought you so know, too. Just a a wild thought is that you said expansion or maybe a team here too, and I was like, oh, I mean, why not? That that actually kind of makes sense a little bit with how many players want to play. I've actually been thinking, how what kind of names would they come up with? I mean, do you feel like they're running dry on on the on the team names that involve three or trio or group of three? I mean, I was trying to think the other day, and I and I can I could not think of many. Like I could think of like the three amigos, the three musketeers. Blind mice, like the three musketeers. There wasn't too much I was thinking. I mean, you can obviously get creative with it. I mean, they have. I mean, they they have bivouac. Well, I know they obviously have aliens, enemies, bivouac. I always said, I said we're missing a pirate team. We're missing a robot team. (laughs) Um, what was the other? A robot team for sure. Yeah, but we have ghosts. We have aliens. uh, Bugs. Bugs. We're missing. uh, We don't really have any like big cats. You know, we don't have like a lions or like tigers, you know, Okay, that's something, yeah. but that's, I feel like that's been used, you know? Yeah. I think at some point, depending on how, you know, where this league goes and how much they do expand, it could be to the point where the teams who have a three in them are, you know, essentially you can identify them as your OGs. <laughs> right. So. Like how, like in MLB where everyone was just named after socks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, those are kind of the OGs of MLB. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where this league's going to go. But I think for right now, I'm I'm super excited for what's to come in this league. More so excited about the potential players that we get to have because of this, especially because of this new one v one rule. I mean, essentially now that we're they're implementing this, we get a chance to not only see team rivalries, but even more internally than that, we get to see one v one rivalries. So we were talking. Oh my yeah before and i think i commented something or quote tweeted something on your tweet earlier because you were you were tweeting up a storm and rightfully so but the first thing that came to my head was oh wow we can potentially have rival rivalries within guys might be trying to foul each other and then really trying to expose one another i mean the first thing i thought of was uh, nate robinson versus rashad mccants imagine those two guys were both in the league still yeah this league was this this rule was added you don't no, think those guys crazy. would be down each other each oh, half? Oh, absolutely, coach, absolutely. Let me like, go coach, challenge that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, Bring and, the fire. Well, I mean, and this year, too, we could, you know, depending on if they both come back, but Royce White and Josh Smith. I That's mean, another one. That was a rivalry right from the get-go. I mean, yeah. it didn't even take them five minutes before they got ejected. Imagine this year. Imagine you don't think those Joe two guys Johnson are going to go each Yeah, exactly. There's going to be no, guys absolutely. who are going to challenge each other and expose yeah. one another. I mean, Mike Taylor and Will Bynum. You don't think Mike Taylor wants to get Will back? Absolutely, and I think too. If anything, this is just going to now birth more rivalries. Yeah, so I think someone's so going to expose somebody on the one-on-one, and then people are going to get upset. Uh, and then just like anything else, and then one thing leads to another, and then we got some we got some good old-fashioned beef. Yeah, absolutely. Ricky Davis, Brandon Rush. I mean, yes, Brandon Rush might have had the nastiest move and the oh, game gosh. of the year. Yeah, I don't think Ricky Davis and OG of the oh, Big no, Three is going to go back at brandon rush yeah this this is gonna be crazy this is just another way that the league's changing and i think this might be that might be the part i'm most excited for is the internal rivalries the competitiveness the potential potential exposure of someone's embarrassment 
on a bring the fire challenge. So that might be the part I'm most excited about. I think two, what's cool has been, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, has been the fact that everybody's kind of touching on this, the big three, you know, they've, they've now, they really came into the spotlight probably midway through last year. I mean, obviously they've had their like time here and there between different big news media outlets, but I think that it was more consistent coverage probably middle of last year, more so with the rule changes and then obviously following Joe Johnson and some of the other players that were getting NBA looks. I think now I think it's cool because we can get other perspectives, not only from medias, but we can also get it from professional, like the NBA, like guys in the NBA. I was going to say professional sports, which we could, but more so like the NBA. And I saw a tweet today and I want to give the guy credit who, who tweeted it out. Let me see. You might know off the top of your head, or maybe you can find this for me. But essentially, or maybe I can just go to the Big Three page. That, that would be the easiest way, right? They've retweeted just about anything and everything. Today. Yes. This would be the easiest way. Let's see. They okay, were so, gassing themselves up today. Rightfully <laughs> so, but. So, Mark, the, I think it's Mark D'Amico. You know, I might have butchered okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the a Celtics, Celtics analyst. Yes. Yeah, writer, reporter. And he manages the Celtics team content. Said that, that was the guy. Is, before you continue on, Mark D'Amico isn't getting enough credit for what Mark D'Amico did last week. Mark D'Amico started the KD Kendrick Perkins beef. Oh, was that him? Yes, that was him. Oh my gosh! When he commented on something that yes, Kendrick and then per- essentially and then he, he effectively ended their relationship. He did. You're right. No, their you're 100 percent right. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, he definitely definitely looks a lot better in this light. I mean, I wouldn't say he looks good. You know, it definitely is was definitely interesting and got him some exposure. Did anybody say anything about that? This is the wait. No, he's, he got off like scot-free. Wow. Kendrick and Katie didn't mention him at all. They just said some guy commented on him. He got away cleanly. Nice. Yes. Okay. So Mark D'Amico, the assassin, tweeted this. Earlier, he said, Brad Stevens, or I should say, quote, Brad Stevens says that the NBA should install the big three new one-on-one rule into its NBA All-Star game. The rule calls for one player from each team to play a one-on-one possession to settle a coach's challenge, coach's challenge dispute. I shouldn't, I don't even know why I say quote to start because Brad Stevens didn't say that out of his mouth. It was kind of uh, reiterated in that statement, but that's pretty wild, right? That would be insane. Yeah. Um, I saw Oliver uh, tag C.J. McCollum in it. He would be perfect for that. But there's oh, so many other guys in the league that this would be insane. I, I love the Oliver C.J. McCollum bromance. <laughs> I don't know if you. you I don't know it. if you picked on picked up on that as much as I have. But oh man, I've never seen. You know what I mean? I mean, they are never seen they love just, like that. I've never seen love like that. And they they are just they are just broing it out 24 seven on Twitter. I gotta say, I would have to agree. It's it's pretty it's pretty special what the what they have. But I'd also like to welcome CJ McCollum to the league in uh, eight years. I was gonna say, I think he's still got some time. I think he's still in the prime of his career. But yes, definitely come to the league. We, we saw that Kimba didn't want to be done with basketball after his career. Oh yeah, he Kimba did say that, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, good that was his Kimba last walk. time last time making an appearance as a Charlotte Hornet. Wow, that's 
You're right. That was in the, that was this summer when they were playing in Charlotte, and that was yeah, yeah. He did that, that the and then got on a plane to Boston. <laughs> Crazy. He was out of there. He's like, all right, I'm done. See what the big three tweeted now. I just got. I have their notifications turned on, and this might have been the worst day to have those on. Also, maybe the best day. I mean, find find everything, but it's kind of essentially just the same thing over and over being retweeted. Yeah. No, I thought that was really cool. I think it would be a really cool idea for the NBA to to take from the big three and and add at least to their All Star game. Like, I definitely don't think. I definitely think we're at a point now where the NBA is more the traditional style, and Fireball Three is now kind of the what's I don't want to say like lenient style, but definitely brings more excitement to the game i would say and in a different aspect you know um just like mma brings a, a more exciting style and a different aspect to boxing you know i think oh, boxing will always i don't know i want to say boxing will always trump mma i think they're i think they're pretty level-headed if not mma might be better or more higher what's it what's the word more uh they might be a little bit bigger just based over the past few years and what they've been able to do and put together. But I definitely think that this is a cool way to look at it. I think it's cool that they essentially now have made up their own sport and excited to see what it will bring to the table. We can talk about prospects here in a second, but I got to touch on this because I was, which by the way, kudos to you for doing both Instagram and Twitter effectively and efficiently as you were doing all this news. Oh, I mean, that was pretty well, impressive. I will I gotta, say I got a shout out, uh, AJ, who's our new graphic designer. So she, uh, all of her stuff you can see on the story and we tweeted it out. So she's been a big help. Yeah. That stuff was super cool. It was like, I don't remember Will being that talented from a graphic <laughs> design standpoint. I, I'm not. Then I put two and two together and realized, Oh yeah, he's got, a, he's got a new person in house working. But I was going through your Instagram today, which I, I don't typically get on Instagram too much, just in general. But I was going through your Instagram today when all this was coming out, obviously. And I think it was on your, was it on your rule changes? Or it was on the, the picture you posted of Ice Cube's quote on, in that ESPN story. And I see that former, I don't want to say former, a current player in the, in the big three, Quintel Woods, was not yes. really in favor of the new of the new changes. Um, you want to elaborate a little bit more on that since you were part of the conversation? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, um, I like to give all the players a you know an opportunity to express themselves, whether or not you know it's it's the popular opinion or not, because I think you know everybody should have a say. Um, but you know, Quintel Woods basically he just raised a couple concerns that he had, basically just saying that you know. If you uh, lower the age limit like this, you're basically just creating another summer league and that people who go to watch the big three. uh, And again, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, um, but he basically said, you know, the big three is for vets, you know, uh, for guys who were successful in the NBA. And now they're doing this. Um, He basically said basically the whole thing I believe that he took issue with is that, um, I told him, I said, well, I said, from the looks of things, I said, it looks like the league is sort of pivoting because they want to be a platform where people can use to make it back to the NBA or make it on another team. And he disagreed. He <laughs> His felt response that the, actually was, 
Yeah. yeah, okay. And then another response. Good luck! Right. Exclamation point, exclamation point. So I was like, so I'm like, well, what, you know, what, what, what's your issue with that? And he said, I, and he basically said, he said, everyone that's in the big three, your career is done. This it's over. He basically, you know, not, not, he's not trying to knock the league, but he believed that its main purpose was that it was, you know, kind of a place where guys went before they retired. So I said, well, it doesn't look like that they're, that they want to move in that direction. They look like they're trying to change that stigma. And he said, and I quote, me personally, I said, do you think that's a good idea? He said, me personally, I think I don't think it is, but my opinion don't count. But don't nobody want to see dudes that can't play in the league play if they do watch if play. If they do watch Summer League. So let's add some more intrigue to the story. He had this conversation with you eight hours ago. Yeah. Two hours ago, he just posted a picture of himself in a ball hogs uniform and said his caption says, I'm going to shoot myself like a technical foul. And apparently that's from a quote from, or maybe it's not a quote. It just says, some to prove. Yeah. So that, that's pretty interesting. And and I mean, that, that comment, I'm just, I really haven't looked. Him saying that, you know, it was liked by Jason Forte, Corsley Edwards, and Mike Taylor. And he had the, some comments on here from Rob Height, D. Byers commented on someone else's comment i mean maybe we should talk about this do you feel like some of those guys who maybe aren't as prominent in the big three do you feel like they i mean they gotta feel threatened at this point is what it kind of sounds like i don't i don't want to say they feel threatened because i feel like they can they feel like they can compete with anybody but there's certainly a, a level of concern adding a lot of younger players but also just expanding the pool a little bit well, I think just like anything else, I think that, um, you know, there's sort of this trend in the NBA and we've talked about it, how guys would rather take an unproven young guy that they can hopefully develop than a proven veteran. Um, and we sort of talked about how a lot of people are losing their jobs in the NBA because of that. So I think that from their perspective, this looks a, very familiar to that. You know, our, our team's going to want to look and if it's, between Quintel Woods and maybe a, a no-name 22-year-old, are they going to take the 22-year-old just because of age? You know, I, I don't know. If, if it's anything like the NBA, the the pattern would tell you yes. Um, but we, we haven't seen that yet, so I don't know if we can make that assumption, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, nobody but, really but knows it, at the end of the no. day. But, but again, it, it, I mean, it's another, uh, it's another viewpoint. It's a valid viewpoint, just just like anybody else's. Um, but it is interesting to see, you know. I mean, you know, maybe the players aren't all keen on it, like the uh, like the league it, itself or the executives of the leagues are. But well, I, I think, have to that. yeah, Go ahead. no, no, I said, but you know, I I don't know where I stand on it to be honest with you, because I I understand their viewpoint, but in another way, you know, it's the league's job to put out the most exciting and the most entertaining thing, you know, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I don't, I don't think either opinion is incorrect. Yeah, I know it is. It is kind of a, a tough medium to be. At. I got to think that there would be some level of like, I guess this is a harsh word, but I feel like there'd be some level of hypocrisy if they kind of they kind of went that route in terms of wanting to add a younger guy over an older guy because that was essentially the problem with the NBA and that was given 
some guy, some of those guys a chance in the big three. Right. And I got to think that with the captains being players, but also GMs, they've got to, there's got to be some consideration in that aspect. Maybe not, but I would just think that there would be. But, and then also too, you know, I think the whole point is to really differentiate yourself, make yourself uh, not attached to any other entity based on players and rules and, and the sport. And that's kind of the idea by rebranding to the fireball three thing. So I definitely, you know, it, like like you said, it's you don't really know where you're standing on it, and you don't really know what to expect because we haven't had the draft come up yet. I think a lot of questions will be answered then, but it's certainly an interesting point that are certainly just interesting to think from an outside perspective, like the day this news comes out. It, there have been a couple guys where it seems like they're they're not taking it too. They're, they're not, like, inviting the idea more so. They're kind of... They're not as receptive, I should say. They're right. not as receptive no, no, sure. to the new rule changes, and, and rightfully so, I think. But also, too, I think you're right from the big three standpoint. You know, not everybody's going to win, unfortunately. But yeah. I think I think they're look. I think that there's something cool to be said about being one of the pioneers and trailblazers that were part of this big three league from for the first three seasons. So. If anything, I know that everyone's not going to win. I think there will be some guys that are pushed out for maybe some younger guys. But I think if anything, being a guy who, and I know they all want to play basketball, being a guy who laid down the foundation for this, for these guys to come in and to, to provide this platform and, a, and another route or avenue to go through to ultimately achieve the dreams that these guys in the big three have already had, I think there's got to be some level of like, of feeling good walking away, you know, knowing like, yeah, maybe I got pushed out and that's what happened in the NBA. But at the same time too, I provided another outlet and that years now from today, we get to, see, we get to continuously see that evolve and know that we had a major impact on that. And maybe some of the people that are getting a second chance. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, listen, um, I need, I know somebody else said too. somebody else commented, they were like, uh, I think it was just a fan. I apologize if it if it was a player or somebody that I missed. Um, but they said they're like the, these young guys are just going to run the vets out of the league. Um, and I disagree because Same. I think the difference is that I think the vets still have to draft these guys. You know, it, it's not a GM. It's not somebody whose job it is to to make a winning team. It's still Stephen Jackson and and Joe Johnson and uh, the Mike Taylors of the world if, if he gets made a captain. Um. But, you know, I, I, I just I don't see that happening to that extent. Because, but also too, think of it. Look at it last year, right? Uh, we had a couple of young guys. I mean, we had like C.J. Leslie's and, and other a couple of G League guys. Um, yeah. But still, the players were Stack and Joe and Amari Stoudemire. You know, so I under, I understand the the fear that these people are. You know, they're like, oh, well, we're just gonna. You know, it's just gonna be like the NBA all over again, and they're gonna choose potential over what they've done. But you know, I don't know if until that happens, I don't know if we can equate the what the NBA does to what the Big Three does. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think too. You mentioned C.J. Leslie. I was thinking, you know, Perry Jones third. I mean, those guys definitely had their their games where they were impactful and made their mark on their teams, and were were definitely a big part of that. But I think too, you're right. I mean. Look at the end of the day, the stars were older guys, Stack, Corey McGetty, Joe Johnson. You know, 
that that realm of players because I think at the end of the day too, experience has to factor into it a little bit, not just from a basketball standpoint, not just from an age standpoint, but also from a fireball three standpoint. You know, being playing in this league for one, two, three years, already establishing yourself, knowing a little, the rules just a little bit better because I think too that something the big three brings is a, a different type of strategy that you're having to formulate and think about in your head. Um, I, I think my prime example would be like when there's, when you're in the bonus and there's a foul and you make the shot, you get the ball back. I mean, there's got, you have to understand that you're not going to be able to foul on that player. You could potentially cost your team. So I think all of that, I think will kind of comes into play a little bit. And I don't think necessarily, I think it's going to be real 50, 50 from, from an older and younger person standpoint. No, I agree. Um, no, I, I, I do. I agree. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an exciting year. I think we should at least touch on the guys who have, have already declared for the draft. I know well, we have a be- few. Before we do that, do you want okay. to talk about the, the, the final announcement that they made, which is kind of really like the biggest one? This whole uh, This whole Fireball 3 thing. Okay. Well, I mean, so I guess what are, what is your opinion on that? Just, just in the in the matter of them, in the sense, in the sense that it's no longer basketball. Okay, I guess that we haven't really touched on that yet. We've just been kind of talking around it. I guess first thoughts is love the name. I think it's very interesting. I also think too that I I, I kind of think it's a great idea. I mean, I think to try to like single out yourself from everything stop being like i said earlier like tied and attached to other things just based on some of the players and rules or even just the, the ball that's being played with now you're you've cre- essentially created your own sport you might even create a whole new community like look when the mb when the mma first became a thing you know i'm sure i don't want to say that these two were in the same realm but i gotta say i gotta think that they were starting off at, at the same like starting point, you know, in, in terms of like, they're going to really have to build up people who are so used to just watching boxing and, and only being allowed to use your arms and hands. And now I would think the same thing here is that, yeah, we're still using a basketball. We're going to have to get used. We're going to have to get more people used to the fact that this is a three on three league and the rules are just going to be different from not only the NBA, but also FIBA three on three, which is about to be an Olympic sport, you know? So, I mean, I think, if anything, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a love for me, but I just think it's smart. And I think it's going to help expedite their growth even further. So I'm really looking forward to see how big the big three gets this summer, how much of a leap it takes. And, and you know, I, I know they don't want to grow too fast, but potentially they've set, them up, they've set themselves up to grow fast. Um, right. I don't know what your thoughts are on are on it initially but i thought like for for me personally i i think it's i think it's a great idea for for the league i mean i don't think there's any anything that could hurt yourself in this aspect for changing for creating your own sport i guess essentially yeah i mean originally i didn't like it um i thought it was uh, a little pointless just because you know uh, i figured what was the point from distinguishing yourself yeah no but I really really the more that i a i have it explained to me the more i i 
I understand it. I mean, I don't know if I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, what a fantastic idea, but I definitely see where they're coming from, and I, I definitely don't think it was a bad decision. Um, but so basically, which is kind of the shocking thing, at least for me, is this is all, you know, we talk about how important this year is because of the Olympics, and maybe we're going to get some 3v3 guys in the Olympics, you know, we hopefully maybe. But now, between that, which I know that the league had those sentiments, at least at the end of last season, hopefully we can get somebody in the Olympics. But now it seems like that's almost flipped. Now they want to move away from what is typically FIBA 3v3. I mean, they, they went out and said, they said, we are not FIBA. They said, we do not yeah. want people to watch the Olympics. That and boring then say, oh, ass yeah. three on three. They said, yeah, I think they said something along those lines. We don't want to watch, have people watch that. And then think that's what we do. Yeah. And I, I was like, whoa, like, oh, first of all, like shots at FIBA, which they've been throwing shots at each other back and forth for almost a year now. Um, but also, too, like what just a complete 180 from what we've been anticipating. Yeah. No, I think um, you're right. I, I think there's got to be a little bit like a, a little level of spite as well, obviously. I mean, I don't think Ice Cube and maybe Jeff Kwanowitz and maybe some of the other person on the big three have gotten over or forgiven FIBA for the fact no, for that they Baloo. for Baloo. And I, yeah. I don't blame them at all. You were I don't blame them either. I mean, they're essentially trying to like globalize the three on three even further. And if anything, like try to benefit each other, adding one of the best players in FIBA and putting them in the big three. And ultimately that could help, you know, the FIBA traction just continuously and reiterating that on TV. And then you essentially like banish that guy from playing and then right. the big three without any sanctions dropped on him. So I, I can't blame them at all for, for feeling like that. And, but you know, I think too, maybe there was, maybe there were some people that they spoke to and their first reaction was, Oh, is this, is this like FIBA three on three? Right. I mean, it and, must have. Yeah. Cause their first, and their first, you know, their first thought or first reaction to that is probably like, what? Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean it, yeah. Have you have you watched FIBA three on three? I mean, it's, it's uh, much. It's it's not big three at all. Yeah, it's not. It's very different. It's um, fast. I mean, really, really, it's you think FIBA's fast? I yeah, think I FIBA's guess FIBA's, fast. I yeah, mean, they played a twenty one. In a way, in a way, or, it's faster. It's almost like the games are faster, but like the possessions are slower. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I think the possessions are very chaotic. Yes, there's a lot more like dribbling there's a lot more like kind of like off ball movement if that makes sense yeah for sure like there's more kind of like one guy doing iso and two other guys like running around trying to get open yeah i mean they're just rebounding the ball and then taking it out back out from the perimeter even if even if it goes in that's what they're doing like the other team knows to get the ball and then take it out of the perimeter yeah i mean essentially you're trying to score 21 before the 10 minute time limit is up or the other team scores 21 right so i completely I completely understand in that aspect if somebody was thinking that they were doing the same thing as FIBA. I also understand that they want to different. Like I also understand they want to differentiate themselves and distinguish themselves a little bit more because, I mean, when you compare the two, especially to a more targeted audience in the U.S., I mean, really, like which one, which like out of like a survey of a bunch of people here in the states. I would say probably like 90% of people are probably going to pick the big three style play over FIBA. 
Oh, absolutely. But so, also, too, if if people ever watch like a EuroLeague game compared to an NBA game, it's completely different. Yeah, I it's mean, just it's just the style. It's just the it's just the style of of play. Um, yeah, you know, like in a way, really. Before this, you could almost say like the big three is like an Americanized like FIBA. You know what I mean? But yeah. obviously, as a league that's trying to overtake FIBA, you don't want that. Yeah, you don't want to be known as the American FIBA if you're trying to take over FIBA. For that's sure. Just kind of, that's just kind of pigeonholes you. Um, but so calling it fireball, I think you know that makes sense from a standpoint of trying to differentiate yourself. Yeah. Um, the way it was explained to me, which is was kind of when I was like, when I went for being like, I don't understand why to do this, and kind of like, oh, all right, I get it, is they said they were like, you know, if you go and play five v five, people don't ask, yo, you want to go play NBA, you know, it's just it's it's basketball. Like you you can go out and you can play a lot of games that are considered basketball. You can play horse, you can play uh, gotcha one, you can play king of the court. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all basketball. So they, you know, so the way I look at it is fireball is basketball too. It's just the big three uh, rule set. Yeah. And I guess now you could go out and say you, you want to play fireball. Right. And people and it's, it's might just relate basically, that to three on three. Yeah. It's basically just three on three with a four point circle. So I think the part that I'm a little bit more curious about, because I think fireball is a cool name in, a, in general. I think that's just a cool name to name a sport. Yeah, so Fireball Three, I feel like, doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Not not as much as Fireball, no. And but, but I, I think go no, go ahead go ahead. I'll well, I was finish. just gonna say that I think that if you just call it Fireball, it was gonna be hard to brand that name without like, and it was gonna be hard to brand that name and tie it back to the Big Three. Whereas now right. the Fireball you Three, whiskey, you can you have the song. Yeah, I mean now Fireball Three, you can you can automatically tie it back to the big three so it makes sense i just feel like it doesn't roll off the tongue very well but maybe that's just because it's the first day i also think that it's flexible too because like you play fireball but it's three on it's three on three so it's fireball three if you have eight guys it's fireball four oh that's interesting right if if there's four guys it's fireball two i like that idea that's a cool yeah that's a cool thought process okay Okay, yeah, I like it a lot better in that aspect. And like I said, too, it's day one. I mean, no, it's day one. I still really haven't thought about it, you know. Well, I was going to say the big three didn't initially roll off the tongue either. And now I can. You're right. That's true. It didn't. I can, I can say it easily. So I think it's just all about adjusting and adapting to, to anything, really. And it'll just take some time to adapt to Fireball. I think the Fireball, fireball is really cool. I, I feel like I want to get one of those. <laughs> For my own house i don't know if they're gonna cost like a hundred dollars like i remember when the aaf made their balls they were like a hundred and 150 dollar price range so well, you should have bought one maybe uh maybe they would have paid some salaries yeah maybe i think he would still shut it down there's no way i was playing <laughs> paying for that football i would t- i would pay for a fireball though because i don't have a fireball i just have a basketball so yeah i think no i think We've gone over pretty much everything in, in terms of the new rule changes. I want to. Oh, and then just if you want to touch on it too, um, girls. Oh, we should talk or about that. Yeah, female, I, didn't women. Even, I didn't even mention that because I missed the conference call. But I'll let you kind of explain a little bit as, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give a backstory, I guess, is from a couple of people that have told me this, but essentially someone asked a question if women could try out, and I guess they said yes in, in layman's terms. I mean, I'll let you explain a little bit further. I mean, the question was basically laid. I think it was from uh, Christina Williams at Girls Talk Sports, um, and she said... Basically, you have female coaches. You're opening it up to everybody. Yeah, great. So Christine Williams, just want to make sure I had that. Um, so you're opening it up to everybody. Does that mean that you're going to allow girls? And the lead, and Ice Cube basically said, he said, listen, he said, uh, the the tryouts are open to the public. He said, so and anybody can come in as long as you fit the criteria, which is, I think, above 22. Uh, you pay the fee. He goes, you're going to be evaluated and given the same shot than anybody else would. He's like, so, you know, um, he said, so you're more than welcome to come try out. He goes, and that's it. So he goes, so I, so in a way, yeah, they are, they are allowing girls into the big three. I don't believe that's they're, sick. yeah. I mean, I don't believe they're allowing, excuse me, the way that they worded it. I don't believe they are currently planning on inviting any, uh, women to the combine. Um, or making any female captains anytime soon, but if they want to go try out, you know, if if uh, if uh, Skylar Diggins wants to go try out, she's more than welcome to. Well, I was gonna touch on this. I felt like if this news would have dropped just a little bit earlier, yes, I feel like now I got with, lost in the shuffle. Well, I was gonna say with the WNBA. Oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like the Players Association and the WNBA agreeing on a new collective bargaining agreement to essentially triple the salaries of what they have. I think this could have been even more of an interesting thought then. I don't, cause I could have seen potentially some WNBA players leaving in order to maybe make a little bit more money and take a little bit less of a load off their body. Like Maya Moore took off last season because of just the workload, you know, I think that's why she took off, but I, I know players in the past have done that. So this could be a chance for them to take off on a workload if they're really good enough. But I think now with the salaries, which I think they said might triple, I don't think, you know, we'll see professional I saw something, though, women's basketball players. Yeah, I mean, I saw something in Girls Talk Sports, though, that they said a lot of it, like, isn't true. Like, they said a lot of it's been good PR, but really if you read, like, the fine print, only, like, 2% of players are going to like see like a salary increase. Yeah, I think they all said only superstars too. I did see that somewhere. So Yeah. It could be interesting. We could see some WNBA players which that would be pretty cool. I, I mean, mean, they they shouldn't have to try out though, right? Because they have professional experience. Right, but like, isn't it also mid-season for them? Yeah, the summer is. So it would really have to be like But like I said, like maybe a player takes off because of rest, you only have that's to play true. play once a week, you know. That's, that's true essentially resting but still keeping your body in shape and playing shape. Yeah, but so, I feel like their contract wouldn't allow them to do that. Yeah, I guess I mean I guess that makes sense. Maybe if they're a free agent and don't want to sign with the team. I, I don't know. It should be interesting. This is a to, gen, this is a genuine question. Do you so let's say uh let's say you're a WNBA player, right? And let's say let's say you're not one of these superstars, right? But let's say you're like you know, the the equivalent of like of like a Marcus Morris, right? In the in the WNBA. Like you're you're nowhere near a superstar, but you're absolutely like a a good player. Would you make more money playing in the big three? Potentially, but I don't think it'd be that much more. I was trying to read some contracts. But still, today. but it, but it's how many less games 
one day a week. You know what I mean? Oh, if you true. play all 10 games, and it's just one day a week. You know, yeah. first of all, you I get mean, so you much more would. exposure. You get so much more exposure. And even if it's, let's say, like, God, I don't know. Let's, I, I mean, I don't even know. Let's say it's like $20,000 less. And I could be completely off. Someone who's familiar with WNBA salaries might be saying that, you know, this is the biggest load of BS. I genuinely don't I know how much. I think superstars make triple, fi- triple figures. But like, like, let's, the six, right. six figures. But like, how much would like, would like a decent, like, like a B plus, like borderline all star player make in the WNBA? I would assume like around that that hundred k mark, maybe a little bit less. And so then, what isn't like the isn't the big three like ten k a game? Isn't that what it is? I think they make about a hundred k. Yeah. So then and there they, you go. Yeah, and you I get mean, I so think... much more exposure. I mean, if you became the first female to play yeah. in a in a men's like professional league, at least like this decade, there might have been like some maybe a couple people a while back but if you became really like the first big name on like national television just the the advertisement yeah. and the branding that you get off that i mean it might be worth it for some of these ladies i mean this might be a weird example but do you remember like monet davis in the little league world series how much yes. exposure she got oh off my that God. People went i mean crazy. that's potentially the route you could be taken and you could probably even scale that even higher uh, uh, yeah i think you absolutely could because it's professional and it and it's grown adults yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I would definitely take that route if I was a if I was a balling ass woman in the WNBA. Yeah, a balling ass ball, woman. That was a weird way. To... Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird way to put it. But yeah, I'm gonna stick by what I said. Balling ass woman ball in the, in the WNBA. Woman. Man, that so many so many doors have been opened now because of this oh new my rule. God, the, the possibilities. They're endless. They're, uh, I mean, I know that. <laughs> I know that is so cliche, but they're they're truly endless. You know, I, I can't imagine what's going to happen. I don't. Did they mention anything about when maybe some players would be announced? Some some splash alerts, captains that was, maybe. That was the question um, that I wanted to ask, but I didn't get a chance to. Uh, so I emailed it to Oliver. You failed us. I did. Um. So I emailed it to Oliver, and he said that he would get back to me. Cool. Oh, I like that you're still using email as a form of contact. Oliver said to email him. Oh. I, I DM'd him. He, Oliver said, send me the question in your email. Oh, okay. That's cool. Sounds Otherwise, good. I don't email anybody. I think it's the <laughs> worst. Well, based on my new job, email is still the most effective way to market. So I don't know what you're talking about. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, I bet Oliver was super busy. I know that he's probably exhausted. Oh, my God. Dude, we'll think of it like this, right? So the conference call was at 6 p.m. That is 3 p.m. L.A. time. That is like mid-afternoon. Yeah. They've been up. This announcement happened for them at 5.30 in the morning. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> like, that is wild. That is wild. Like, can you imagine? Like, like they since got five, that 5.30 to make not sure even get that up. they were... Not even get up. They must have been up for weeks. I'm oh, sorry, for weeks. For, for hours. Weeks? For this one moment at 5.30? Yes. What if he was just laying in bed, or whoever posted it on the Big Three Twitter was just laying in bed and uh, had it drafted? I'll, I'll tell you what, it. that's what I was doing. <laughs> you I already had it drafted? You already knew what was yes. going on? Well, I didn't you have it drafted. Did. I had I had three things that I knew it was probably going to be, 
So I, I had a graphic ready for if they announced Jamal Crawford. I had a graphic ready for if they announced Zach Randolph. I had a graphic ready for if they announced Dwayne Wade. And I was like, just off the off chance, I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, do you think we should make a graphic for if there's a rule change? They're like, yes. So I just made the that graphic that I put on Instagram today. And I was just like, the three rules. Nice. But I really didn't expect it to be that. I didn't either. But I like how prepared you were for everything and, and the expectation of what else, whatever it could have been. Also, shout out to your graphic designer. I mean, she did, she's been doing an awesome job. I know. She deserves a little love. I so, know. She does. We will see how this goes. Um, definitely excited to like actually start talking about some information going on in the big three and not just speculating so much. I mean, there will be some speculation periods, obviously, throughout the rest of the offseason, but definitely excited to talk about some of the new changes. Hopefully we can get some some guys who are in the league, whether they be coaching or some personnel or players, to kind of expand and hear their thoughts out. I, I think that would be a cool perspective to kind of hear what some of those guys are thinking. Maybe yes. we'll get some big three draft prospects on. Kind of hear That'd their pitch and what they think going into the league. That is our goal this year, guys. We're trying to we're trying to really elevate our games, like the big three is. I would and love to go to these these open tryouts. I would too. I think uh, that'd be interesting. Did they? They didn't stay where they would be at, right? In LA, they didn't say where though. But there's going to be multiple. I have no idea. I'm assuming it's probably just going to be like a like a, another combine. Yeah, I think it's just going to be one. I mean, that'd be a little crazy if you, like, scheduled wonder, your tryout. I wonder, well, I wonder how many people were flooding that email. I think if, if you want to try out for the league and haven't seen anything yet or, or aren't on social media or for whatever the case may be, I think you have to send an email to, I believe it's tryouts. Like, at big3.com. Yeah, or it might be tryouts2020. And, and I'll do you one better. If you're trying out for the big three, like legitimately, let us know. And yeah, let us know. And we will, you know, we'll have you on the podcast. You could talk about your experience. Yeah. And that, and that goes, it doesn't have to be even a big three draft prospect or a guy trying out. It can be a player. I mean, we're kind of opening, opening the doors for anybody to talk about the new changes in the league. They like them or they dislike them. Their thoughts on them. We want to hear perspective. This is all new, and I think it would just be interesting to hear all types of players, personnel's perspective. So hopefully that's something we can bring you this upcoming year. That's something we intend to bring you. We just don't know who and, who and where it might be. But looking forward to some big things. I think we should at least shout out some of the guys who have already declared for the draft. You know you can correct me if I'm wrong on those. I believe there's five right now, correct, right? Believe so. so. Kendrick Perkins, is is he a, is he a lock? I mean, I know he's been saying it that he's going to be playing. Is he yeah, a lock though? Yeah, he's a lock. He said he's playing. He said he said he was him and him and Scal did uh, a Celtic game together like a month ago, and he said he was playing. Okay, so and he so said he lock. said it like very like casually. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was like, oh, I'll see. He like like Scal was like, yo, you're gonna be like, I think like. Like I think like Edis Cantor like dunked on somebody, and Scal was like, oh, you're gonna be doing that in the big three. He's like, oh, you know it. Okay. Okay, so Kendrick Perkins for Ball Hogs. We already know what team he's on and everything, probably. Then we got Romeo Travis, who announced that he will be entering the draft combine. Yep. We got Jason Forte, who was a guy who tried out last year, will be entering it this year. Mr. And then a couple, 
of different names. Mo Charlo, Josh Dollard. Yep. Is it more than five? Uh, Doug Thomas. Doug Thomas was the new one, right? Man, that dude's yeah. a high flyer. Oh, my God, he's crazy. He's insane. So, got some new names in the in the draft combine this year. It should be fun to analyze them and, and see what they look like and, and see what their draft pro- – their, you know, their draft or their big three journey looks like. I'm, I'm definitely interested and excited to see. Doug Thomas might might literally break the rim. That dude is a high flyer. I think yeah, I think he touched like twelve nine in like that one video. That's insane. That's cool. <laughs> that is crazy. But yeah, looking forward to see who and who else might join, and who our captains will be ultimately. Mike Taylor. I asked Mike as, to be a, a as of today. Captain. Mike has not been named a captain yet. We're still advocating for that and campaigning for it. So don't worry, Mike. We'll get you to that ghost baller captain status. Whatever we have to do, we'll do it. Whatever. Whatever we have to do. Mike, you just let us know. Okay. I think that's going to wrap it up. appreciate everyone tuning in to our first episode of 2020. That's Lots crazy. To look forward to it. Yeah, it is crazy. I'm sorry it took us 15 days. But we were waiting for this news to drop. We didn't know. I mean, realistically, take- everyone, what were we going to talk about? Yeah, we've, we've pretty much ma- like maxed out everything else we were talking about. So yeah. hope you guys can understand. Thanks for those who tuned, tuned into this first episode. Look forward to bringing you more episodes in the future. we got a lot to look forward in the big three, obviously, this year. And we're excited for the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.